Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Week one is in the books. And it's a victory. Hey, Tommy. Congratulations. Thanks, Scratchy. I appreciate it. It was a good start for our team and uh, a great performance by our defense and our run game, our O-line. Everyone stepped up. It feels good to win week one. It's a tough feeling to lose week one. And I think I watched so many of those early games yesterday and just couldn't believe the back and forth and the field goals and the opportunities. One team's trying to give it to the other team. The other team's trying to give it back. Then there was more back and forth than I had seen in a long time. But that's just, obviously, it's why everyone loves watching football. It's very unpredictable, and it's so exciting. Um, And at the same time, you never know how these games are going to end. So I know we didn't necessarily play our best, but to go on the road, Uh, in week one against a really quality opponent and play a really solid game was a good way to start. So good to get that one out of the way and kind of under our belt. Quite a few changes from our team this year, a lot of new players, just like every team's facing a lot of new challenges, a lot of new circumstances. We're challenged every week. This is a marathon of a season. I say that all the time. And uh, it feels good good to win week one, but it's a marathon, not a sprint. And we have and we have a lot to improve on. Well, let's get into it. Let's go. Did you know that Hertz has the largest EV rental fleet in North America? Get your next Let's Go moment the electric way today. Visit Hertz.com slash EV to learn more. Hertz, let's go. Tom, so in this day and age of with everything that's going on is, is perhaps the only time you can find any peace and quiet is when some 320-pound guys are chasing you on the field. I hope that's not the only place I find it because that's a brutal way to go after a long period of time to to uh, to have that. But it, there is a simplicity to life when you're in football season because it's uh, there's a rhythm to it. You know, we play every week. It's a pretty the schedule is pretty much set. But you know, I'm finding peace in other ways of life and just loving you know the time when my kids are getting a little bit older and and uh, you know football and family has always been the most important thing to me. So it's a uh, it's a good time of year. You know, it's interesting. We all kind of come alive. This is a really unique thing in life, you know, for the people that are, you know, in the arena. You know, you kind of, you feel this vibrancy to your life when you go out there. And to have the opportunity to run out in front of 90,000 fans and play a game that I love, since I've loved since I've been four years old, you know, since my parents took me to Candlestick for the catch, you know, it brings back just the most amazing memories in my life and so many important relationships, people that have really helped shape me into who I am. So I'm forever indebted to the game. It's taught me so much and just so proud of everything that we accomplished yesterday as a team, knowing that there's so much more to go as well. Can you kind of deeply explain your love of the game of football? Kobe wrote a beautiful letter, Dear Basketball, and he won an Academy Award for it. Wow. How would you put into words... And this is off the cuff. You haven't had time to prepare. Yeah. Your love for football. Yeah, you know, I, I remember when Kobe did that, and I loved everything that he said about it. You know, he did had such a deep love and kind of a, a romance with it. And I think all the people who, you know, I tell this to my kids a lot, you know, let's pick something you love in life. Let's pick a job and a career and a path that you're going to love because you're going to want to work hard. And if you work hard at things that you don't enjoy, it's not going to be very fulfilling. You know, I think you got to pick the things you love. And, you know, I think most kids grow up, most 
I'd say like I did as an American boy, you know, you know, you you love to play sports, you know, and one of my good friends, Jimmy Dunn, says, God, you know, I would have loved to have been third baseman for the Yankees, but that didn't work out. So, <laughs> you know, I got into I had to pick a second career option. But, you know, I was so lucky. The thing that I was actually good at was something that I love to do, which is throw the football around with my friends. And I made a career out of it. And, you know, 23 years in, I was I had literally I had you know, anxiety and nerves before the first game of the game, you know, before the first game of the season. And you just feel like, okay, why are you, why are there nerves? And why is there anxiety? You know why? Cause you care. And if I didn't give a shit, you know, oh, it's my 23rd year. What's it matter? You know, you just go about your day like it, like it didn't matter. But the reality is, is you want to show up for your team. You want to show up for the people that are pulling for you and the people that support you. And I look in my life and I have so many people with so much, uh, love and support, and I feel it every time I go out there. And, um, you know, you think about the inspiring things that make you want to get out of bed every day and go do something you love to do. And I have those people in my life. And it's a, it's a, great, it's a great feeling knowing that you're going out there with so many people behind you. Do you feel it now more than perhaps you did in the past? I think for, you know, I think, you know, I'm feeling more than things in the past for some reason. You know, I'm just really feeling intensely my emotions. And, you know, I feel like I, you know, I always have that. But I think when you get, you know, close to the end, and I don't know exactly where I'm at with that, but you know, there's no decision to be made. And I know, you know, it's not like I have 10 years left. I, I definitely don't have that. So all these I just am never going to take for granted, you know. And I, I don't think I've ever really taken. The only time I really slapped me in the face to say, all right, don't take this for granted. It was when I got injured with my knee, you know, and after that I came back and I said, you know, winning's great. I love winning and I hated losing and I still do. But even if you lose and you walk off the field healthy, there's something to be gained from it. You know, and the hard part is if you get injured and you're not able to be there with your team, that's really where it gets mentally challenging and emotionally challenging because something that you love, you're just not doing. And you got to find other things to do. So, yeah, it's a love that Kobe had for basketball, that Michael Jordan had for it, that Tiger Woods had for golf, uh, that so many athletes have for the sport. And the question is, how long are you willing to commit with discipline to doing the right things to allow those things to take place over a period of time? And that's what guys' careers are judged on. Some, everyone could do it for a year. Everyone could do it for two or three years. Or not everybody, but those who are lucky enough and fortunate enough to have the abilities to do it can do it. But how long can you stay disciplined and consistent and in the moment and be a team player in order to, you know, get to this point in my life where I've, you know, now doing it for 20, 23 years. One of my, one of our rookies I was just talking to before the game yesterday, it was our running back, and I said, Rashad, you know, how long you want to play? And he says, man, if I could do 15 years – you know, and here I am, 23 seasons in. I said that would be amazing, Rashad. I hope you can do it. You know, and it's going to take a lot. And he's, and he's got a great future, and he's the nicest young man who wants to learn. He cares so much, and he's got a bright future ahead. But I love hearing things like that, and uh, you know, guys that want to make the commitment. And you could see that it means a lot to them. And I think people in their career, where you see, wow, they really care about that. I think it's inspiring for a lot of people. And I think the inspiration is a lot of why we do continue to play. You know, you feel inspired by people, and then you are able to inspire people. 
And I think both of those things are important for all of our lives because I leaned on so many people to get me where I am, and I want people to be able to lean on me to get to where they want to go. Beautiful sentiment. You know, you just talked about, you know, you know it's winding down. And before you threw a pass yesterday, there was already speculation going out over the airwaves <clears throat> that this was going to be your last year. Apparently, they know more about your decision than you know about your decision. I know it's uh, often, often the case lately that, uh, you know, everyone <laughs> does. And I think for me, I just, a, uh, you know, I'm just going to take it day by day, you know, and, and I'll evaluate everything as it comes. So I know it's uh, one of these days they're going to be right. I will say that one of the days, you know, if you make enough predictions and so forth. And I think we've all kind of talked about the predictions that have not come true, but I think for me, you know, the ability to play and love what I'm doing in year 23 with a new group of teammates and, you know, a really committed team, you know, it's really fun for me. And I still enjoy, I feel it out there. I feel the, I feel the joy. I feel the happiness. I feel the camaraderie. I feel the, you know, I always say, you know, we had my, dropped my son off at camp, um, you know, this summer for three weeks. And I thought, you know, it was, it was an outdoor camp. There was no electronics. And, you know, he went out there with a, a bunch of boys, 130, 140 boys. And I thought, you know, you just reconnect with your friendships and relationships. And there's a simplicity to that. And I drove away that camp going, God, I, I, need, I need one of those. And after about five minutes, I said, you know what? I do have that. I do have the simplicity <laughs> with, you know, all the 130 guys I go to work with. And, the, and there's, you know, locker room humor and, you know, there's a lightness to it. And at the same time, it's, it's deadly serious when it comes down to it because you're basically going out there as a warrior to fight on the field with your teammates. So there's so many challenges. You know, talking, you know, referencing back to Kobe, the love of basketball, the love of football as well. It's not just one feeling. There's so many feelings that all kind of converge to create this harmony and this relationship with a career and a sport that challenges your own values as a person to bring out the best in yourself so that you can be your best for the people around you. Jim Gray with Tom Brady right here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. Tom, I hear you explain this, and I hear the emotion, and I'm wondering why would you ever quit this game when you're playing at the level that you play, you're still winning, and you're physically able? What does it matter if you're 45 or 48 or 52 or 36? If you can play the way you're playing, and I know you make mistakes, and we'll talk about the interception and so forth, but why would, why would you consider stopping just because somebody else thinks you might, maybe you should? Uh, it's, it's a great question. And, you know, you, you wrestle with different things as you get older. And I'd say the only thing that changes over time is, you know, you have different priorities when you get older, you know, and I think when I was 25, it was, there was, it was the simplicity of a 25 year old life, you know, and I think when you're 45 and you have a lot of other commitments and obligations, which are very important to you, namely children that are growing up and things that, you know, I haven't had a Christmas in 23 years. You know, I haven't had a Thanksgiving in 23 years. I haven't celebrated birthdays with people that I care about that are, 
you know, born from August to late January. And, you know, I'm not able to be at funerals and I'm not able to be at weddings. And I think there comes a point in your life where you say, you know what, I've had my fill. It's enough. And time to go on to move into other parts of life, which, you know, I push myself to the max and I, I got everything I could out of my ability. And I hope that everybody gets everything they can out of their ability. I hope that everybody maximizes their potential and opportunity in life to do things you love to do. And some people that, you know, that, that could be, you know, being a teacher, being a mentor. Some people could be an actor. Some people could be an athlete. And I think that putting yourself in a position to do that is very gratifying. And, you know, at the same time, it's a, it's a big challenge too. And I think part of the enjoyment is the challenge. If it was easy, it wouldn't be as gratifying when you accomplish what you hope to set out to accomplish. So are you saying that whenever this ends, it'll be because it's emotional as opposed to physical? that you'll still be able to play the game at a high level? I think so. If I was, the difference is there's a huge level of commitment for your body physically at an older age because it requires so much more care. Now, it requires care when you're younger too, but at the same time, there's no margin of error when you're 45. You know, you take hits and you feel every hit, you know, and when you're younger, you have, your body's a lot different. And when you're 45, your body changes a lot. So what am I dealing with now? I woke up today going, holy shit, that was a, you know, there was a few hits. And, and uh, you know, you look at your arm and you got bruises, you got cuts, and you got, you know, the way it is. And you go, okay, how much longer do I, I want to make this commitment? And I obviously made the commitment for this year and everything's going to be, you know, like always continue to evaluate, you know, all these different aspects of playing like to remind everybody that Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, even football fans can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. So much more with Tom Brady right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM when we return. Stay with us. Hi, this is Lindsay Rhodes, host of the NFL Roadshow podcast. Now that the NFL season is finally underway, we'll be filling your podcast feeds with three, yes, three fantastic podcasts every week. On Mondays, we'll be reacting to all of the action from the weekend's games. Wednesdays are for a deeper dive into one specific topic. And Fridays, we'll give you a bite-sized episode with all of my various fantasy football thoughts. You can listen to all of these NFL Roadshow episodes on the SXM app or wherever you stream your podcasts. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Make your engagement truly unforgettable by custom designing your dream ring with K. Book an appointment with a jewelry expert at K.com or visit your local store and celebrate every kiss with K. Tom, you kind of hummed that tune last week. Were you, in fact, perhaps the masked singer? I don't know where... They get all these things, so they got to talk about something. It wasn't me. I, I wasn't masked, and I'm not a singer, so <laughs> that, that wouldn't really fit my profile. I'm basically good at one thing, which is throwing passes. Other than that, I'm basically worthless. All right, let's talk about the football game. You're undefeated against the Cowboys. Um, 7-0. and <laughs> That's not too bad. It's pretty good. It's a, it's a long time over a long career. And there was a close game I had against Roger Staubach at one time. <laughs> nah, just kidding. <laughs> When Roger, but look, there's a lot of people who want to beat me out there. I know the Cowboys do, the Bills have, 
the Packers, the Raiders. Anyone else out there hate me? I think there's quite a few out there, Scratchy. I got actually there's probably a list. I could probably name you a list of people. So I think a few of those fans are on that on that list. A lot of haters out there, but you know there are four other places, four other cities that haven't beaten you. And I can guarantee you two of them don't hate you. But do you know what the four are? So Atlanta? Correct. Uh, Ten and oh. 10 and 0 Atlanta Cowboys. Um, I don't know. What are the other two? Jacksonville? No, they beat us. Minnesota, 6 and 0, but your wow. mom, your mom. Yeah. She's from sure. Minnesota. They don't hate you there, otherwise there'd be no Tom Brady. I love Minnesota. I'm a Minnesotan. There you go. A sweet a sweet from the north. Tampa Bay, you're 4 and 0. They can't hate you now. You brought them you brought them a Super Bowl. All right. Good call, Scratch. They definitely don't hate me here. And I've loved them back, too. So we've had an amazing run and uh, love being on the journey here down here in Tampa. And the fourth you completed last year when you played your old team and beat the Patriots. Patriots. How about that? So I'm, doing, I'm in good shape. Maybe I'm not as hated as I thought, but it feels that way at times. But that's okay. <laughs> that's part of being, being in this profession. It's that we're in a line of fire. How would you assess the team's performance yesterday? Uh, it was really a dominant performance, but I'm sure you're upset with whatever you're upset with today, the red zone and so forth, and the interception. Uh, how do you overall assess the game? I thought there was a lot of things we did well, and even you know watching it again today for the second time, a lot of things that we did well that we were making concerted efforts to do, and I thought a lot of guys got involved in the game. Our run game was really good. A lot of different guys touched the ball. We made some explosive plays in the run game in the past game. Um, the turnover was, you know, just a, a, a poor read by me. I had better options on the play. Um, you know, and obviously we struggled in the red area to get it in or else it would have been a very, it would have been a very different game. So we got to do a better job of that. You know, we can do better in all areas. The defense was phenomenal. I think out of, you know, if I'm looking at that game, what the defense did, what the run game did, that set the tone for everything. And you're not going to lose many games when you play good defense and you run the ball. And that's, uh, really comes down to both offense and defensive lines. We had a great plan on defense, and I think we played as well as we could play against a very dynamic offense. Offensive line uh, sustained another injury. Uh, do we know uh, just exactly what the condition is uh, of your offensive line? And, and Donovan Smith uh, looked like he hurt an elbow. Yeah, he's... Very tough, Donnie is, um, but it's it's we'll have to go day by day on this. You know, he usually is able to come back and play. This time he wasn't, so I know he was in quite a bit of pain. But he's a tough guy, so you know we'll see how the week goes. And Chris Godwin, we're told, has a hamstring. Do you know his condition? No, again, I think it's you know day to day with him. So another tough guy. What he's overcome coming back from injury. We got him the ball in the second play of the game. He did what he always does, takes the rock, totes it down the sideline, took a big hit, gave as good a hit as he took. And, uh, you know, he's an amazing player. When he gets us going, it's dynamic for our offense. So we got Julio some balls. We got Mike some balls. We got Chris, Chris some catches. Run game was good. You know, a lot of people were involved. Um, a lot of areas we can do better in, though. And we're going to New Orleans where we've lost the last – uh, six regular season games we played against them. They obviously have our number. It's not even a rivalry at this point. They beat us so many times. Rivalry means at at times you have to even beat them, but we haven't done any of that. So we got we to gotta find a way to play our one of our better games of football against them and uh, go out there and have a great game. 
and no one's more critical eye toward themselves than you. So how would you say you yeah. did yesterday? You know, it was obviously felt like uh, my first game and rusty and, you know, everything that comes with the first game. So there was, you know, one touchdown pass. There was the ugly interception. Um, I had negative one yards rushing, which is always a disappointment for me. So I really anticipated, you know, not as good as usual. I actually benched myself in my fantasy league this week. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I might come back around this week. I got to see if uh, see how many week of practice goes. You know, we saw you at the end of the game, and uh, your center came up, Robert Hainsey, and, and you shook his hand, but you got after him pretty good. Uh, what was that exchange all about, and, and, and if you'll give us a little insight? I always get after the center pretty good, but at the same time, he knows how much I care about him and love him, too. So I'm tough on him because I have very high expectations for our communication, for certain things that are happening out there. Um, we had a few miscommunications on, you know, when the ball was supposed to come back and it came back a little earlier than I thought, but you know, it's his first game and we're all, you know, you think about it, you get up there to line of scrimmage, a lot of things happening, you know, it's, it takes some seasoning. That's why experience and wisdom is very important in life. Cause you know, you make a lot of mistakes, but I know he's not the type of guy that makes them over and over again. So He'll do a great job as we keep going. And you talk about seasoning. Nothing's more tender than the grilled steaks and the decadent desserts and the impeccable wine list of Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. It's going to surpass your expectations, and they're going to treat you to just an extraordinary dining experience. Visit DelFrisco's.com to make your reservations. That just sounds good even talking about that. It's the best. It's the best. And, you know, nobody likes this more uh, than your father. Tom Brady Sr., and I was uh, quite touched uh, by your father. And in fact, I'll never forget uh, the Brady family uh, going so far out of their way uh, this past weekend. Yeah, I know it's who my dad is, and he loves you so much, and, and our whole family does. So, you know, sorry for the passing of your mother. She was an incredible woman, and I know how much she meant to you, and uh, you're an amazing son. And, uh, you know, in moments of challenges and uh, difficult moments, you realize who your friends are. And, you know, he's as good as they come. He's the guy that I've looked up to my whole life. For good reason. Uh, both your parents, incredible folks. And uh, absolutely. I'm going to miss my mom. She uh, obviously uh, listened to every broadcast and watched every game. And she had no idea. She knew who you were, obviously, um, but for the most part, none of the participants uh, mattered to her. She just wanted to uh, be able to converse about what I was doing in my life, and no one was more loving and caring and gave more support to me and my brothers uh, than my mom, and uh, she lived to the great age of 91 and impacted a lot of people in her life, and she will be missed very dearly, and uh, yeah. there is no good time. For a loved one to go. Yeah. And with that, Tom, uh, we see at the end of the game tremendous respect for you. Um, I noticed you spent a little more time on the field talking to most of these guys who are strangers. I know they're your opponents. But almost every single one of the Cowboys, at least what was captured on television, uh, came up to you. And you could barely hear the audio, but all of them 
um, with just tremendous kind words. You might have felt that impact over the years, but are you feeling it more now? And, and, and how do you take those moments? Yeah, I am. You know, flattered and humbled would be the two words. I remember a young player. I looked up to the guys that I did, and, you know, to play against Brett Favre, to play against, you know, Rod Woodson, to play against Deion Sanders. It's a lot of guys that, you know, when I was beginning my career, they were really at the end. But I felt like, wow, what an honor. What a privilege to be on the same field and just to be able to tell my kids one day, see that guy? That guy was one of the greatest, and I got to go against him. And, um, you know, I feel that because I feel a lot of respect from the players around the league, and I feel the same way about them. You know, I always say this, you know, people think they learn from me. I'm learning from them, you know, probably more, you know, just about how to relate to them and what's going on in their life. I was there once. I can help them, you know, navigate some of the challenges in the, of, of a professional career like this that's very intense. Some listen. Some don't listen as much. That's life. Um, but I feel like always giving back is really important. And whatever way I can give back, I'm going to be doing that for the rest of my life. I had so much support. It's always very important for me to keep the perspective in your life and have gratitude for everyone who helped you on your journey and everyone who inspired you. And, um, and I have great appreciation for all those people. So it's, uh, it's been an unbelievable football journey and it's still going. And if you can imagine that and I'm enjoying it and I enjoyed opening day as much as any other opening day. And, you know, here we are back in the swing of things of the season and it's a, uh, it's a powerful thing for our country when football comes back and it's an amazing way of bringing people together, stadiums of people all over the country, high school, college, pro, people in front of the TVs on Thursday night and all day Saturday and all day Sunday and Monday night, you know, just to spend time together and to develop a real fellowship with people. And that's a very powerful thing in our communities. Not, not many things other than sports can bring people together like that. Very well said. It's an emotional time. Um, Appreciate your time, Tom, and uh, congratulations on the victory. And we're going to talk to you next Monday night after your game with the Saints on Sunday. Terrific. Can't wait. Have a great week. You too. That's Tom Brady. Be with us all the way through Super Bowl 57. Any athlete's going to tell you it helps to work with an independent expert for buying or refinancing a home. Your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Our thanks as always to our great producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, production assistance by Harris Fabishoff, and to our sponsors, Hertz, USAA, Bank of America, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, and Del Frisco's. Let's Go, presented by Hertz Podcast with Tom Brady, was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. Thanks so much for joining us. We will talk to you again next week right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. XM Podcasts.